Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Redditors. Buckle up your seats as this is going to be a long post about how I found out my wife was cheating with my boss. My world came crashing down. I could not let it go so I decided to have an affair with her mother just to make myself feel better. I am 24M and my wife Joyce, 23F, have been married for two years. We had been living together, so the switch from living in to getting married did not come with much challenge. However, we had different career paths, which led to a few ups and downs at times. We were college sweethearts and married right after getting out of college. When I look back, I think that was the dumbest thing I ever did. I should have listened to my friends about having a few heartbreaks before settling in for the one. How I wish I could turn back time and take that advice. Anyway, coming back to where I was, we married at 22. I know too young and too naive. She was the one and only girlfriend I had all my life. She was popular in college and was already dating someone else when we met. We were paired to do a project together and that's how our conversation started. Despite her popularity and existing relationship, we formed a deep connection as we worked on the project. As time went on, we realized that our bond was something special and decided to take a chance on each other. Her over-possessive boyfriend would always keep showing up every time we had to work together, which led to their breakup. I did gain a little confidence and asked her out one day. She agreed for just one date so as not to ruin our friendship. I took her out to the movies so that I could take advantage of the dark and hold her hand. Good times, I must say. She did not pull away when I did, and in that moment, I knew that she was the one. I tried everything in my power to charm her into falling in love with me. Eventually she did, and ultimately it led to us tying the knot at a very young age. Joyce had been living with her mother during college. Her mother, Evelyn, was a single mother. She was pregnant with Joyce when she was 15 and had been taking care of Joyce ever since. Joyce's father had fled away from taking any responsibility for the pregnancy. So it was just Evelyn and Joyce. Evelyn was a stay-at-home mom. I had no idea how she would come up with money to put Joyce through college without a decent job. It was not my place to judge or ask about it, so I never brought it up in my conversations with Joyce. They were very close to each other as they had been each other's support all through the years. I was not a big fan of Evelyn and something about her always bothered me though I could not point a finger on it. Maybe our initial encounter did not leave the right impression on me. Despite my reservations, I respected the strong bond between Joyce and Evelyn and tried to keep an open mind about their relationship. During our dating phase, I was to pick Joyce for a party. I went to her house and was seated by Evelyn in the living area. Joyce was in her room getting ready and I was asked to wait for another 15 minutes till she showed up. Evelyn started talking to me about my likes, dislikes, etc. I thought it was just a protective mom trying to know the guy her daughter had been dating. As the conversation progressed, I could see Evelyn trying to lessen the distance between us. I was feeling nervous and extremely comfortable. It did not feel right. I started to wonder if Evelyn was trying to make moves at me. 
The more she tried to connect with me, the more I realized that maybe I had misread the situation entirely. Maybe it was a test that I needed to pass so that I get a green chit from Evelyn to date her daughter. Those 15 minutes were the longest 15 minutes of my life. When Joyce came down, I was relieved and instantly stood up to leave. Evelyn hugged Joyce and told her something in the ear which I assumed were the results for my character and loyalty. I mentally kicked myself for thinking all kinds of absurd things about my girlfriend's mother in my head and took her leave with a sheepish grin. We both had about six months to graduate from college and started living together. It was easier this way as I was living closer to college. This way we could save up some money. We both decided that we would get married after college so that we could kickstart our life together as a couple without wasting years waiting for the right moment. Now when I look back, I feel like I was either hypnoticid or trapped by black magic to make that decision. After our graduation, we set up a date and had an intimate wedding with close friends and family. We made a few changes to our existing house to make it a little more functional for a married couple. It was difficult to land a job with a decent salary without any experience. It took a while, but I finally found a job that would be something that I wanted and was also paying a decent amount. Joyce was in the process of getting a job for herself, but she wanted to get hands-on experience as a hairdresser. She wanted to start her own hairdressing salon for which she needed investors. I started working for a construction company. My job was to go to various construction sites and supervise the safety and the progress of the projects. I had to determine if everything was running smoothly and if we would be able to deliver by the deadlines promised to the clients. It was a challenging and demanding job, but I enjoyed doing it. It was not like a boring desk job, which allowed me to work on my fitness routine due to all the walking at work. After one year, I was promoted for my hard work by my boss, Brian. He was demanding and always nagging about some or the other things which he felt could be improved. He was in his late 50s and was handed down the company to him by his father. I invited Brian for dinner to thank him for the promotion that I received. He did hesitate initially, but after me being persistent for a while, he agreed to have dinner at our place on Friday. On Friday, Brian showed up at the house alone and did not get his wife along. I did not want Joyce to feel left out and get bored during the entire dinner. Surprising, I saw a very different side of my boss that day. He was cracking jokes, accommodating, not being the usual and happy complaining self that he is at work. He seemed like a really different person outside of work. He even arrived with a bottle of wine, which I wasn't expecting. We finished our dinner and made our way towards the backyard where we set up a drinks table. We finished the bottle of wine that he had brought, so I went inside to get something else to drink. When I came back, I noticed that my boss and Joyce were immersed in a conversation. Joyce was explaining about her hairdressing course and her plans of starting her own salon once she finds a decent investor. My boss looked genuinely interested in the conversation, so I thought it would be better not to disturb the flow of the conversation. I poured the drinks and sat back trying to be a part of this conversation. It looked as if I did not exist as they were so engrossed in their conversation. As I listened to Joyce talk passionately about her dreams, I couldn't help but admire her determination and ambition. It was inspiring to see my boss genuinely engaged, offering advice and encouragement. I realized that this conversation was an opportunity for Joyce to showcase her potential and I silently hoped that she would find that investor in my boss. The conversation had shifted from my promotion to Joyce's salon as the night progressed. 
As my boss started to leave, he asked Joyce to make a presentation and meet him after a week in his office to discuss further. He asked to shortlist venues and the cost of equipment and also the employees she would need for the initial setup of the salon. Joyce eagerly agreed to the task and assured my boss that she would diligently prepare the presentation and gather all the necessary information. As we all exchanged goodbyes, I couldn't help but feel a sense of excitement for Joyce's new venture and the potential opportunities it could bring her way. We both were super excited about how this entire night went. We celebrated by having a few more drinks and made passionate love to new beginnings. Joyce was busy in the next few weeks working on her presentation. I resumed my work at my new position. We had gotten busy with our hectic work schedules. Joyce had presented her proposal to Brian and he agreed to invest in Joyce's hairdressing salon. The salon opened up at a prime location and Joyce was busy with managing everything by herself till she could get a capable manager to handle things. On the other hand, I kept getting a lot of projects for different cities which needed me to stay away from home more often than not. I could see that Joyce and Brian had become too close to each other. It did not look like a normal partnership between an investor and a business owner. I started to notice that my boss had been spending more of his time at Joyce's salon than at his main office. This was something that kept bothering me. I decided to ask Joyce if something was going on between them. Joyce dismissed it, stating that I was making a mole into a mountain. Brian was more interested in finding out when he would start receiving profits on his investment. He was trying to study the market and give her tips on how she could increase sales. It still did not sit well with me that Joyce was spending much of her time with Brian rather than giving importance to our relationship. As Joyce's business started booming, she got much busier than she previously was. This was causing a lot of friction between us, and I could see cracks beginning to develop in our relationship. We started having a lot of arguments about who was giving how much to the relationship. My boss had started sending me on a lot of business trips to other locations, which did not allow me to spend as much time with Joyce as I would have liked to. I could feel the emotional as well as physical distance growing between me and Joyce. I noticed that our conversations became shorter and less frequent, and it seemed like we were drifting apart. The lack of quality time together was taking a toll on our relationship, leaving me longing for the connection we once had. One day as I was on one of my business trips, I called Joyce from my hotel room to check on her. I thought of making a video call just to surprise her and also to show her the room I was staying in. It had a wonderful sea view that I wanted to share with her. She rejected two of my calls, which were weird as I knew that her salon would be closed today and she would be at home. She did pick up on my third attempt, but looked too distracted to talk to me. She kept glancing over her head towards something that she found much more interesting than the view I was trying to show her. It did irk me a little at her indifference towards my gesture. I noticed something strange in the background that did not belong to our bedroom. It looked like a men's boxer, and to the best of my knowledge, I had stopped wearing boxers since I was a teenager. I knew that it wasn't mine for sure, and I knew that Joyce did not own any boxers that I know of. I made a mental note of asking Joyce about the boxer once I got home from this business trip. The day I came back from my business trip, I noticed Brian's car park outside Joyce's salon. I made my way into the salon and asked the receptionist where I could find Joyce, though I knew the answer to it already. As I walked towards Joyce's cabin, I could hear the receptionist call her, letting her know that I was coming to her cabin. I found it quite weird that the receptionist was making this look like an appointment when I was actually her husband. I just let it go, thinking of it as protocol and that she was just doing her job. I knocked on the door and decided to show myself. 
I mean, it was my wife, and I did not need permission to get inside my wife's cabin. I noticed that Brian and Joyce were seated on the sofa with a file that they were going through. I greeted Brian and walked towards Joyce to hug her. When I was hugging her, I could see the file that they were looking at, which was upside down. That's a unique way of going through your business, is what I thought. I sat across from them on the sofa and was expecting Brian to take his leave and give us some privacy. Instead, he asked me to submit a report on my business trip at his desk by tomorrow morning. I was surprised by his demand, but nevertheless, I agreed to it well and could not deny the fact that he is still my boss. I would have to take orders from him. I was waiting for Joyce to end the meeting with Brian so that we could talk about ourselves. After a few minutes, Joyce and Brian said their goodbyes by hugging each other. I was dumbfounded by their closeness within the last few months. I knew that they were business partners, but I was unaware of them being so friendly to hug each other. I was seeing a different side of both Joyce and Brian, which, to be very honest, was not something I was a fan of. I sarcastically passed a comment at Joyce that she was too friendly to hug anyone and anything. She looked puzzled and had a blank expression on her face. I decided to let it go for now, as I did not want to start a fight as soon as I got back. I asked her if she would like to leave with me right now so that we could spend some quality time together. She was overjoyed by my suggestion and decided to leave immediately. We left and went to have dinner at a fancy restaurant as we had not been able to in the recent past. We spent a lot of time with each other after a really long time and caught up on what was going on with us during the last few days. I brought up the topic of her closeness with Brian. She said that he was actually a very nice person after getting to know him outside of work. He did have his own ideas that he wanted to share with her to help with growing the business. They had been working on this for a while now and she was expecting for them to see positive results soon. All this talk was boring me to death because I could see that Joyce did not actually answer my question, but was just talking whatever came to her mouth. This made me have my own doubts about their relationship. I did not want to create a scene at a public place and took whatever answers she threw at me. The thought of figuring out what was going on never left my mind even for a second. I started noticing that I was given priority to handle a lot of projects at work, which were mostly in other cities though there were people who had much more experience than me at handling them. I couldn't understand if Brian was doing this so that I could gain more experience or to keep me busy at work so that I don't get to spend enough time with Joyce. I was still unsure about their relationship. It was something that I knew I had to figure out on my own. I knew that complaining to my manager about my work would have a negative impact on my professionalism. The only way I would be able to get out of this would be to make enough errors so that I would be let off a few projects that would give me some time to find answers to my questions. So that's what I did for the next few days. I messed up big time. So my managers complained to Brian that I was incapable of handling that many projects at the same time as I did not have enough experience. He had no choice but to reduce the amount of projects I was assigned to. The plan was working at least so far. The next day on my way to work, I decided to call my manager and let him know that I had a flat tire so I would be coming into work a little late. I was proud of myself for lying without any hesitation. I was getting better at coming up with excuses to keep an eye on Joyce and Brian. I parked my car in the opposite lane of Joyce's salon from where I could see the entrance very clearly. I bought a sandwich on my way and waited in my car for Joyce to show up for work. The salon was supposed to be closed today, but I had a feeling that she would definitely show up. 
As I waited, having my sandwich, I could not imagine how I would be able to get over this situation if there was actually something going on between Joyce and Brian. I waited for more than 30 minutes and was about to give up when I saw Joyce park her car in front of the salon. She unlocked the door and went inside. Now, all I had to do was wait for Brian to show up, which I was very positive about. I was still praying deep down that what I would be expecting does not happen. A little over 10 minutes passed when Brian started parking his car just behind Joyce's. He got out of the car and walked into the salon and locked it from inside. I waited for about five minutes and then decided to see with my own eyes what the hell was going on. I had a spare key to the salon, which I used to get inside. I had come prepared, just in case I had to use it. I knew where to find them, so I tiptoed towards Joyce's cabin. I could hear them laughing and talking animatedly. I slowly opened the door just a little bit so that I could take a peek into the room, and what I saw was something I was expecting but definitely not ready for. I saw Joyce sitting on the table with her legs spread wide and Brian standing in the gap between her legs. Somewhere inside my heart I already knew what I was going to witness, but I was not aware of how badly it would hurt when I actually saw it. I decided that I needed evidence to prove that they were having an affair, so I took out my phone and started filming. It was painful to watch the love of my life being intimate with my boss, but I knew I had to do this. With a heavy heart, I hit the record button and made sure that I captured most of what I could before it got too much for me to watch. I filmed them kissing each other, undressing each other, and then Brian going down on his knees, and that's it. I couldn't take it anymore. I was hyperventilating as if I was about to die of a stroke, so I made my way out and started puking. It is never so easy to see someone you love and trust cheating on you with someone else and acting as normal as possible with you. I would have given an Oscar to Joyce for acting like the perfect wife when in reality all she was doing was sleeping with my boss. I could visualize our journey so far. I mean, I tried to do everything in my power to live up to Joyce's expectations as a boyfriend and also as a husband. I don't think I have done anything that would cause Joyce to cheat on me. I had always been good to her and tried to support her in every decision she ever made, even though I would not agree with most of her decisions. That is what love means according to me, being there for each other however stupid the other person sounds. I knew that this was not something I deserved and definitely not something I should be okay with. I sat in my car and went to work as I did not have the courage to face either Joyce or Brian at the moment. I tried to divert my mind by focusing on the project I was currently working on, but it was getting very difficult to think straight. I went home feeling dejected and sad. Joyce had come home early today and wanted to cook dinner for the both of us. I tried to act normal as if nothing had happened and that I was still the loving and caring husband she always wanted. My heart had broken into a thousand pieces, and I knew it would be very difficult for me to trust and love someone in the future. I really believed that Joyce was my soulmate, and we would be living happily together for the rest of our lives. That was a dream which had now shattered along with my hopes for a future together. There was this anger that was building up inside me, and I did not know how to let go of all this negativity that I was feeling which kept growing every minute. It had been three days since I witnessed the infidelity of Joyce, and I still had no clue what I should do that could help me get this anger and frustration out of my system. Just as I was thinking about that, the doorbell rang and I went to open it. I wondered who it could be so early in the morning on a Sunday. I opened the door and saw Evelyn standing and carrying two big bags of groceries. I motioned her to get in as I was in no mood to start a conversation with her. 
I came up with an excuse to save myself from engaging with her, and that's when my mind was hit with a lightning bolt of an idea. I knew exactly what I wanted to do to get my sweet revenge. I always lived by the mantra that you should always give back what you get in return, if possible the double, and it was time for me to live by that mantra. I excused myself from Evelyn and went to my room. I needed some quiet time for myself to come up with the plan. I could see that Joyce was still sleeping after a very long day at the salon yesterday. I know what kept her busy, obviously, and it was not work. Of course not. I wanted to take advantage of the fact that Evelyn had always wanted to get closer to me. This was the perfect opportunity where I could use it to my advantage. I laid out a foundation of my plan or what I thought of achieving by doing this. One thing I knew was that I wanted Joyce to feel the same amount of pain I did when I saw her and Brian together. I wanted her to have the same amount of heartbreak I did when she sees me with someone else. In the evening when Evelyn decided to leave, I requested her to spend a few days with us. Both Joyce and Evelyn were surprised at my suggestion as both of them had an idea that I was uncomfortable around Evelyn. Evelyn tried to politely refuse my request, but I made sure I looked genuinely interested in asking her to stay with us for a few days. I guess it worked and Evelyn agreed to spend a few nights with us. My plan was finally taking its course and all I had to do was try to be as good to Evelyn as I could be so that she thinks that the thirst is mutual at both ends. Joyce asked me what it was all about asking Evelyn to stay with us, and I just told her that since I knew that she and Evelyn have a really close bond, I did not want to make things uncomfortable between them because of me. I wanted to try to be open towards Evelyn and give her a chance to reduce the awkwardness between us. I got a raised eyebrow from Joyce, but she was happy that I was giving her mother a chance. She did not have time to deal with me as she anyway had Brian to think about. She was busy having an affair and trying her best to hide it from me. It has been two days since Evelyn had started living with us and I tried to be as close to her as possible. I would accidentally brush hands with her while making breakfast or bump into her while coming out of my room or sit too close to her on the couch while watching TV. I was trying everything I could to test the waters to check if Evelyn was getting my drift. I felt like I was fishing again, waiting for the fish to take the bait. My wife's mother, Evelyn, always made passes at me even when we were dating. I found it odd, but ignored it because I loved my wife and wanted to be loyal to her. I knew that Joyce trusted only two people in her life, and I did not want to break her heart by telling her about her mom's actions. All I had to do was ignore her advances and things would not blow out of proportion. I decided to try my luck in seducing Evelyn, which was not quite difficult to be very frank. I knew that Evelyn would jump at any opportunity she got if she would get even a hint of me being interested in her. She was never the kind of person to care about relationships. It would never occur to her that she was trying to seduce her daughter's husband. She had always looked at me with lustful ease and would be happy to know that I think the same about her. So I decided to take my chances with Evelyn and give her the bait. I knew that there was no going back after this. In the hindsight, Evelyn was a good catch. She was just 38 years old and still looked stunning. At least she was not my mother's age, which made me go ahead with the plan. I know that I was being mean to use Evelyn's longing for a partner to my advantage, but I had no other choice. This was the only way I could make Joyce realize what it felt like to betray the one you truly love. I tried to lure her using my body as well. I came home after a run and took off my shirt walking towards the fridge to get some water. Evelyn was preparing breakfast and I knew that she was stealing glances at my body. 
I walked towards her and whispered good morning in her ear while taking a coffee mug from the rack above her. As I watched Evelyn eagerly anticipate our encounters and shower me with affection, guilt gnawed at me. I couldn't help but question my decision to manipulate her emotions for my own agenda. However, desperate times called for desperate measures, and I was determined to teach Joyce a lesson she would never forget. It was time to take the final step of my plan. I sent an accidental message to Joyce asking her to meet me at home as Joyce was at her salon and would not be coming back till later that night. I made sure that she read the message and then deleted it. I sent another message to Joyce acting all innocent and said that I will see her tonight after work. I called in sick at work and told Evelyn that I wanted her help with something that I needed to do. I knew that Joyce would check with Brian if I showed up for work to verify the message I sent her. I calculated the amount of time Joyce would take to reach home from her salon, and I had to make sure I am prepared before she comes. I had breakfast with Evelyn to make her know that I am interested. I told her that she looked sexy, even at her age, and to top it, I even mentioned that if it was not for Joyce, I would have definitely gone for her. This made her blush, and I could see the tension building up. I had to make sure that Evelyn did not take things into her own hands before it was time. I decided to leave her alone and prepare things in my room. I went and tracked Joyce's phone's location to see if she was on her way home. I pulled up the sheets and acted as if I sprained my back in the process. I called out to Evelyn for help. I made sure that she believed that I was badly injured and needed her help. She tried to make me sit on the bed, and this was my chance to make things steamy. I fell on the bed and made sure that she fell in such a way that she would not be able to resist what I do next. Our faces were so close to each other and I could see that Evelyn was ready to take that chance. I let her kiss me as I did not want to be the first one to cheat. I know it was stupid of me to still think of not betraying my wife. Evelyn kissed me and then I started to continue to take it further. It would take another 10 minutes for Joyce to reach home and that should give me enough time to do all that I had planned. I made sure that Joyce was unaware of the growing sexual tension between Evelyn and I all these days. She had no idea who she would be catching with me once she got home. I could hear a car's brake slam in our driveway. This was my cue to take it up a notch further. I started undressing Evelyn and making her moan with pleasure. I could hear the footsteps on the stairs and tried to distract Evelyn from it. Joyce caught me and Evelyn in a compromising position in our bed. That was the plan, actually, to get caught in our house and in our very own bed. I wonder how many teams Brian and Joyce made love on the same bed when I was away for business. As Joyce stood there, a mix of shock and anger evident on her face. I couldn't help but feel a wave of victory wash over me. Joyce screamed as loud as she could, which made Evelyn and I come out of our trance. Evelyn started covering herself and Joyce had a horrified look on her face. She started screaming how we could do something like this to her. We were the only people she had trust in and that we both let her down. Evelyn was genuinely apologetic about it. She was about to say something when I cut her off. I told her that I felt the same way when I saw her and Brian making out in her office. I could see the color drain from her face when she realized I knew about the little affair she was trying to hide. She accused me stating that I was making up stories to cover my own mistakes. I laughed so hard as I could not believe her denying it till the end. I showed her the video that I filmed, which led to her finally admitting to it. She said that she did not mean to cheat on me, but had to as he was investing in her business. 
I did not buy it as their interactions did not seem forced at all. She was enjoying his company, going to expensive dinners in the guise of meetings, and taking expensive gifts from him. What did she even see in him? My boss was old, way too old to be a grandfather to our children. How could my wife even think of cheating on me with him? He was loaded, but still that does not mean you go around and sleep with anyone who was throwing money at you. I was shattered to say the least. I know what I did does not justify my actions against my wife. I am not going to lie. It did feel good getting back to Joyce for what she did to me and our relationship. I agree when people say that even a lifetime is not enough to truly know a person. I guess it's true. I can't help but wonder if my financial stability was the reason why my wife broke up with her boyfriend and agreed to marry me. Was that the only reason or did she ever truly love me? I know that I would not be getting answers to any of these questions in this lifetime. I have to live with the fact that my wife cheated on me with my boss who showed her that he's got money. The only guilt I have right now is what I did to Evelyn. I know I used her to my advantage. I wish there was an easier way out to take my revenge. It was satisfying to see Joyce all alone as she could not even confide in her mother after what she did to her. I wanted to quit my job but then decided against it as I was not the one at fault here. I don't know where to go from here. Joyce had left home that day and did not contact me so far. Evelyn was too ashamed so she left immediately after the incident. I am writing this post just to distract myself from the sadness engulfing me. I hope I can get some advice from you guys on what I should do next. Thanks for listening. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.